Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. of Jesus and, and all he's done for me and, and that's wonderful but I'm only 69 so or 68 so that means if I only stop right there I'm stopping within this time frame of 68 years and a few months but when I think about the things <laughs> oh, from the foundation of the world the things You've done what you accomplished in Jesus. The thing woo, that made it possible for me in this short time frame to live a blessed life for the things you've done. So today is Pentecost Sunday. What a more appropriate way to lead into the message. Thank God, thank you, Holy Spirit, for the way you lead us in worship and the way you lead our worship team, our worship ministry to prepare us to receive your word. Hallelujah. The one thing that throughout the history of this ministry that I've never done is directed our praise and worship ministry and what to minister on a Sunday morning. I was preaching last week in Seattle and the pastor invited me to preach. And I never ask people what you want me to preach about. He said, sometimes when I invite preachers to preach, they ask me, what is it that you want me to deal with? And he said, I'll tell them. He said, but when I asked Bishop Jackson to, to preach, he didn't ask me and I didn't offer. And I never do that because Holy Spirit must be in control. Now I asked the Lord, God, what do your people need? Because he knows what we need. So I asked him, Lord, what do your people need? So I never direct our praise and worship ministry and what to minister. Because the Lord knows how to move and how to work. So today, this being Pentecost Sunday, uh, I want to minister from Matthew chapter 16 and Acts chapter 1 and 2 as focal scriptures. And, and I believe the Lord will minister to us. Matthew chapter 16, and I'm going to read verses 13 through 19. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? 
They replied, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock, this is, this is a play on words here, on this rock, because Peter made a profession of faith in who Jesus, the, who Jesus is, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Messiah means he's the sent one, he's the anointed one, he's the one God sent to fulfill, to continue his mission in the earth realm. Upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Acts chapter 1. Beginning at verse number 4. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem. They've been running in and out of Jerusalem <laughs> since, the, since his uh, resurrection. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. But John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Chapter 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. I want to talk about empowered to fulfill the mission, empowered to fulfill the mission. Father, thank you for your word and the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you desire. Thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for your anointing now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for your anointing that destroys the yokes and that removes the burden. Thank you for speaking to us today. There's a purpose we're in this place today. There's a purpose for which we're hearing this word today. There's a purpose for the every song that has gone forth, every ounce of praise that has gone up to you today. I pray that we'll be open to you and what you have to say to us this day in Jesus' name. Thank you for power and authority over the enemy. Thank you that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Thank you that every tongue that arises against us in judgment, we condemn. For this is our heritage and our righteousness is of you. Thank you, Lord, for your mighty power. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Hallelujah. Amen. Empowered to fulfill the mission. Amen. There, there will be constant tension between the forces of darkness and the body of Christ in every generation. Amen? There will be constant tension between the forces of darkness and the power of Christ and the body of Christ in every generation until Jesus returns. However, the body of Christ will always be victorious. Amen. We'll be victorious because Christ has already defeated Satan on the cross and has empowered the church for the mission assigned to us. Amen. We will be victorious. We are victorious. Amen. Yeah. And as his body in the, as his body in the earth realm, there's no way for him to be victorious without his body being victorious. Amen. A few Sundays ago, I said, we have to get this picture. Christ is the head. We are his body. We have, to, we have to see that at all times. Sometimes it's difficult, but we have to see it at all times. Individually, we have to think about that. Amen. Collectively, we have to think about that. So, so while we're still in the earth realm, it's vital for us to have confidence in the fact that the decision has already been made. Victory has already been accomplished. We can do what he has ordained and sent us to do. Amen? Say, so we can do what he has ordained and sent us to do. Say, so I can do what he has ordained and sent me to do. Yeah, we can. We can. We can. We can. Amen. We can. Amen. Sometimes you have to look beyond what you see with the natural eye. And you have to see in the spirit. Amen. Because a lot of times when we look at us in the natural, we don't always see what we ought to see. So we got to see the body of Christ. And we got to see beyond tabernacle of praise. We're just, we're just a little drop in the bucket of the universal church. But we are a significant part of the universal church. Amen. Now, even though victory over Satan has already been accomplished, the Lord has not finished his work in the world. Amen? Amen? He's not finished. And since that's the case, it's important for us to be here, amen, in this world to carry out the mission God started, the mission that God continued in Christ, and the mission that he has given or assigned to his body at his ascension. Amen. Everybody who has proclaimed Jesus as Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. Everybody who's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your mighty power. Thank you for your mighty power. Thank you for your strength. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So everybody, everybody who's named the name of Jesus, and this, is, this is so critical. This is so critical, not for the victory of the church, because the church is victorious. Amen? 
I said to you earlier, you know, as I was riding along, I thought about the thought just, you know, I was just riding along, listening to some music, and my wife and I was talking. But in the midst of that, I, the Lord just brought to my mind how, how we say the Lord did it in spite of me or in spite of us. Well, if the Lord did it in spite of us, how much more blessed we would be if the Lord did it with us, included us. And this is why we've got to grasp this thing because we're going through life and we're fighting battles that we don't have to fight in our personal lives because we won't submit to the Lord and to what he has ordained for us to do. Amen? Praise the name of Jesus. So, so, so this impor it's important for us to get this thing. You know, I've been through it. I've fought battles I didn't have to fight. And, you know, personal. Anybody got in a, had any personal struggles? I, I, I wasn't supposed to be preaching about personal struggles, but anyway, let, let me follow my text. But, you know, personal struggles that we go through in life that we really don't have to go through. So let me go on with this message because it'll speak to, it'll speak to this too. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. So, 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 it's important for us to be here in this world to carry out the mission that God started and the one that he continued in Christ and the one that he has assigned to us at, when he, he assigned it to his original disciples, but we're in this, in this, in this process, in this string, in this lineage upon his ascension. For this mission, the power of God poured out on the day of Pentecost is vital. The church, the body of Christ, was empowered on that day and continues to be empowered in every generation for the fulfillment of the mission. Amen. We're still in process because the mission is still going on. Amen. Amen. I think I ministered this year and talked about this year. This is what we got to get. So I was born for the mission. I got married for the mission. I've had a son for the mission. I pastor a church for the mission. I raise sons and daughters in the ministry for the mission. Now everything else is a byproduct. Amen. If I go on a vacation, it's good, but it's for the mission. Amen. If I, if, I, if I become a millionaire, that's wonderful, but it's for the mission. Are you understanding me? It's, it's for the mission. Can somebody say it's for the mission? And we don't get this for a large part because we, 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 we've, we've, we've separated our spiritual lives from our physical lives, and we can't do that. We can't do that. We can't do that. Now, so, so he has empowered us and continues to empower us in every generation for the fulfillment of the mission. We're still in process, and that power is still vital in the process, and all of this is for the mission. So in Matthew, Jesus speaks of building the church. He says to Peter after he asked him this critical question because it's vital for them to understand, to know uh, who he was, okay? They've been following him. They've seen the miracles. They've heard the teaching. But, you know, 
there, there's, there's, a, there's a shifting that's about to take place, all right? There's a transition that is about to happen uh, that they need to be prepared for because this mission is going to be placed in their hands. Not solely, totally in their hands because Jesus said, I'm going away, but I will not leave you helpless. But they're going to have in the earth realm the sole responsibility of, of equipping the initial saints uh, for the work of ministry so that the initial saints can equip others in, in every generation. You know, this thing has, has it has really mushroomed and, uh, since the, the first, uh, it was 120 in the upper room, and later there was 500 others who, who saw Jesus there. So there were a lot of disciples, but this is really mushroomed. 3,000 saved on the day of Pentecost, but there are untold numbers of Christians in the world today. God is just awesome. You know, sometimes, you know, you look at, you look at us and you say, oh, we're just a little group. But we, we, we are a little group among many. Yeah. Amen. And, and, and it's significant what God has done and is doing in spite of us. Amen. Yeah, in spite of us. Yeah. There's a reason I keep saying, the Lord keeps bringing that to my mind, that I have to preach next Sunday. But uh, uh, this message is important. So, so Jesus is building, is building his church as he trains his disciples. So this, this question is important, and it's important in every generation. Uh, you know, we, 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 may, we may come to Christ as children, and many of us did. I think I joined the church when I was 10. You know, thank God I stayed close to the, to the fire, you know. So even when I was kind of out there. I, wouldn't, I never got too far out there because I was scared. <laughs> I really was, but, but I did enough. I did, I did enough. But, but, but you would come to Christ when we were young, and then like I came at 10, um, and, and I had a, a deeper religious experience in college, um, but I, I stayed in, in, in the church that the Lord was building, his church. Uh, Upon this rock, I will build my church, he says, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. Will build. Will build. It's progressive. He didn't say, upon this rock, I have built. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. Okay, so we're in process. But he says something else that's very significant. And the gates of Hades, the powers of darkness, will not overcome my church. Satan and all of his demons can't overcome the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So on the day of Pentecost, very significant thing happened. This ecclesia, this, this small group, Jesus said, go, no, stay in Jerusalem. Don't leave Jerusalem. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the promise of my father to you. So, so stay there. So there in Jerusalem, beginning with that 120, who were the nucleus of the called out ones, that was the mighty outpouring of Holy Spirit. 
for the disciples so that they could be his witnesses in all of the world. All right? But the building of the church didn't stop at Pentecost. It was just the beginning of a long process that takes place in every generation. Okay? It has to happen. The Lord has to continue his church, his work in every generation because we have new people who come along. All right? And, and these new people need to know him as Savior and Lord. They need to encounter him. They need to encounter this outpouring. The teaching, the Bible is, is consistent in its teaching. Sometimes we're not consistent in our preaching, but the Bible is consistent in its teaching. And many times we're not consistent in the study. So, so this, this process has to continue. He continues to build. He continues to equip us, and he's, he's placed in the church uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. This is the building process that goes on. And he's building his church because this mission has to be fulfilled. Can someone say this mission? So none of this is about us being glorified in any kind of way. It's about the mission. It's about the mission. None of this is about any of us using ministry to get rich. It's about the mission. None of this is about any one person having power over another it's about the mission. And, and as the Lord is, 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 is building his church in every generation, the mission is being fulfilled in every generation. There is no need for us to doubt the capacity given to us for the mission. No need. And while engaged in this mission, we must understand that God does not see us as robots. He knows that we are human beings with feelings, with emotions, and needs as we engage with him in the mission. Because, you know, when you hear this teaching, it may sound like, well, God is only concerned about the mission. Well, he, he knows who he has to use to fulfill the mission. He's using flesh and blood. He's using human beings, and he knows. The Scripture says he remembers our frame and knows that we're dust. <laughs> Ooh, the Lord is so awesome. What we don't remember, he remembers. So, so, so he knows that, that we're human beings with feelings, with emotions and needs as we engage with him on the mission. So consequently, as he as he empowers us to fulfill the mission, he also, with that very same power, empowers us to live life. But when we try to separate our spiritual lives from our natural lives, then we got a problem. We are the body of Christ. We are children of the Most High God. We are spirit-filled 
followers of Jesus. I can't be spirit-filled on Sunday and Monday. There's no disconnect. As the power of God lives in us to preach, to teach, to minister, to pray, to encourage, to build up one another, to bear with one another, his power also lives in us to help us live life and deal with our feelings, emotions, doubts, questions, weaknesses, failures, and whatever other needs we may have in our lives. So we're not robots, and the Lord doesn't see us as robots. Don't ever think that the Lord doesn't care about you and what you go through in your life. Don't ever think that. Don't ever think that, that, that the mission of the church is, 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 is solely about winning souls and God is not considering you in the process because God sees you. Amen. God sees you. Amen. Tap yourself. Put your hand right here. Say, God sees me. Can somebody say, thank you, Lord, for seeing me? Say, thank you, Lord, for seeing me. Somebody needs that this morning. Thank you, Lord, for seeing me. Can somebody say, hallelujah? Yeah, yeah. I tell you, sometimes you feel like God, God don't see you now. God doesn't see you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But he does. He sees you. There's nothing hidden from his eyes. Nothing, nothing at all, nothing at all. Uh, now, now, this is important. It's important to know and, and to focus on because it helps us, helps, uh, it helps us, glory to God, uh, in a time of distress. It helps us in a time of difficulty. The Bible promises us in Isaiah 26 and 3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. So, so you got to remember that. When, when, when confusion seems all the way around you, there's a promise. The Lord says, when confusion is everywhere, I will keep you in perfect peace. He fights my battle. Perfect peace. Lord, have mercy. Ooh. Hallelujah. If I keep still, perfect peace. Ooh. I get a bad report from the doctor. Perfect peace. Lord, have mercy. When my children are acting up, perfect peace. When the dog is cutting the food, perfect peace. When my money is funny, what is it about the dog? <laughs> Perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because, because he trusts in you. As we trust the Lord, he didn't say things weren't going to happen. Never told us that. So don't ever be, don't be discouraged because something bad happens. Because he didn't say it wouldn't happen now. He actually said, in the world you have tribulation. Things are going to happen. So, so don't, 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 don't get off track. That, that's, that's, that's a tool of the enemy. 
Yeah. If, if, we're not, if we're not focused, the enemy will get us off track and, and say, well, this wasn't supposed to happen to me. Why? Why, why couldn't cancer touch my body? Why couldn't my mother die? Why couldn't my child have an accident? Be careful. The devil will use that, and he'll throw people off track. But that, that's all a part of the maturing process as we learn to do this. He will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. I, I, I paraphrase that. <laughs> but if we don't know this, we set ourselves up for disillusionment, disappointment, discouragement, and defeat. Saints, we are at war every day. Every day. We must know that Jesus has already won the battle, has already won the war. We're dealing with the residue and at the same time being constantly built up as we fulfill this mission in our generation. We are not alone in this. We are not helpless. We are not without power. And we must lean into the power of, his, of Holy Spirit and trust him in this process. We can't go this alone. Satan is too diabolical. He is, I mean, he's been doing this since the beginning of time. Uh, whoever the oldest person is in here, Satan's been doing this generations before you were born. I'm glad I'm not the oldest one. I'm old enough, but I ain't the oldest one. Thank God for age. But Satan's been doing this since we were born. Since before we were born. <laughs> Way! He's, he's too diabolical. So it's incumbent upon us to keep our minds rooted and grounded and focused in the Word of God and on the Lord in this process. Yeah. So I want to look at uh, this power that the disciples received on the day of Pentecost. Uh, and that is resident in every follower of Jesus today for the purpose of fulfilling the mission of God in the world. The first aspect of this is that uh, the Holy Spirit empowers us as followers of Christ. Now, I talked about fulfilling the mission, but I want to use the term advancing, advancing the kingdom of God throughout the world. All right. I want you to get throughout the world. I think if, if, any, if anybody, if any congregation gets this, we get it. As, 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 as Jonathan was praying, mentioned, talking about South Sudan today, the Lord just pricked my heart. You know, that nation was one time, one nation with Sudan, uh, which is a predominantly Muslim nation, and they gained their independence not too long ago to be a Christian nation. And since that time, there's been war, there's been conflict. You know, when we, look at, when we look at the continent of Africa and we see what's going on there, and we know God is in control, 
But one of the things, as, as, as Jonathan was praying, that I began to pray about is, Lord, reveal the powers behind what's happening. Because, because there are so many resources on the continent of Africa that, that European nations have been exploiting uh, for years, so for generations. So who's supplying the arms? Who's keeping the conflict going? You know, there's a, there's a purpose behind the conflict. Yeah. So, you know, I began to pray against the powers of darkness that are using nations to continue to rape and rob the continent of Africa of their resources. They get rich while brothers and sisters in Africa get poor. Now, they can't do it alone. They can't get to the continent and get in these places alone. So, you know, the love of money is the root of... Amen. So when governments and people in government are enriching themselves, then they will allow or they bring things in and they don't really care about the people who are suffering. They do things to get rich enrich themselves and so you know that that that's history that's the history of of part of the history of christian missions from the west part of the history of colonialism uh, from the west uh, so we have to know the direction to pray to along with praying for salvation yeah that that just really touched my heart as i think about and i think about this all of the time not just South Sudan, but many of the nations on the continent of Africa. You know there's a dispute now about the crown jewels. Did you all hear that on the news? So there are several nations who are claiming the crown jewels that, that they use in Great Britain. Because when they colonized, they took the jewels. So do y'all not know? Y'all need, need to be engaged in world history. That, I mean, who? They had to return, they've had to return, several nations have had to return things to Africa that the, the nations demanded that they return what they stole. Anyway, yeah. We have been empowered as followers of Jesus Christ to advance the kingdom of God throughout the world. Not our kingdom, but the kingdom of God. Note Jesus' words to his disciples after he asked them, um, after they asked him, Lord, will you at this time uh, restore the kingdom to Israel? Jesus' response is, it's not for you to know times or dates the Father has set in his own authority. It's, I'm not dealing with the political situation here, Okay. Jesus is saying, I'm not dealing with restoring the physical kingdom of Israel. Now, it's not, it's not, it's not surprising from Jesus' uh, remarks in verse, let's see, uh, in verse number five, uh, where, when Jesus said in verse number five, for John baptized you with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, these, these disciples are thinking nationalistically. 
because they, they, are, they know the scriptures. And, 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 and even through the prophet Joel, the Lord said, in the last days, in the latter days, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. You know, your sons and your daughters, your prophesy. Your, uh, they, they associated all of this with the end times and with the end times, the restoration of Israel. So, 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 so you know, as much as we, we might talk about them not really seeing and understanding Jesus, and they really didn't, but this is the way they were thinking, okay? They were thinking, they, they, they concluded the final coming of God's kingdom might be imminent now. And in Jewish thought, God's promises often referred to the coming of Israel's final salvation. Going to be restored. And they weren't thinking spiritual salvation now. All right. So the outpouring of the Spirit had strong eschatological associations. Strong when he talks about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So, yes, they interpreted Joel uh, chapter 2 uh, in nationalistic terms. All right? And, 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 and they saw a general outpouring of the Spirit on Israel as a mark of the final great messianic day of the Lord when Israel would be restored to her former glory. Now, now this, is, this is important for America today uh, because we, you know, we still have people who are saying, let's make America great again. But great in whose eyes? Great in whose eyes? So when you have a people who have determined that they are the new Israel, <laughs> making America great again, Y'all need to come on, study the book with us so y'all know what we're talking about. I can't tell everything. I can't explain everything in the pulpit, but come on, study with us. Uh, so, so, so making a, America great again in whose eyes? So, so what's the difference in your thought of nationalism and Israel's thoughts of nationalism that had nothing to do with the, with the mission of God? So the church has to be very, very careful that we don't shift to a nationalistic perspective, that we don't shift to nationalism, all right, that, but that we stay in the vein of who we are and what we have been called and commissioned and assigned to do. Got to stay there. Jesus was telling them to keep things in the proper perspective. His mission was not political. It was a spiritual mission. It was a worldwide mission. Can someone say worldwide? Worldwide mission of evangelizing the Gentiles so that they would have the opportunity to come into the kingdom of God. Amen. Now we, the Gentiles, have come in, but we are still a part of that worldwide mission. Say, I am a part of this worldwide mission. Say, I am a part of this worldwide mission. I am. Because I received Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a worldwide, a worldwide mission of evangelizing the Gentiles. 
that was God's purpose. That was Jesus' purpose. And consequently, it must be, it has been assigned to the church as our purpose. Amen. Jesus says, so men, talking to us, men and women, there's kingdom work to be done. You can't focus nationalistically because this is bigger than Israel. God's purposes are bigger than any one group of people. He chose one group, but out of that group he said, from your seed, Abraham, I will bless all of the nations of the earth. Every tongue, every language, every people group, every tribe on the face of the earth, that's who I'm concerned about. So don't worry about restoring the kingdom to Israel. That's a greater mission. And he says, after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost part of the earth. He'd already given them authority. Remember Matthew chapter 28? He said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So go make disciples of every nation. So the authority has been given to me, and I authorize you to go. He's already given them authority, so now he says, I'm giving you power. I'm giving you the ability. I am giving you the might, amen, to accomplish this worldwide mission. I'm giving it to you, amen. We cannot talk about this enough. You said, Bishop, we hear this all the time. Yeah, but we can't talk about it enough. Just because you got it doesn't mean everybody in the sanctuary got it. Amen. Uh, uh, there's a song that says, I, I love to tell the story, the old, old story of, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. It's an old story, but it's the true story. And we tell it in every generation. We tell it every chance we get because somebody is missing it. Even as I'm preaching right now, somebody is missing it or somebody who missed it last week. Now their spirits, their minds have been pricked and lights are coming on. That's why I'm a Christian. That's why I gave my life to Jesus. So then, amen, when I am in Walmart, I'm there for the mission. The crave is when you're driving your truck and you pull up to a truck stop, you're there for the mission. Jerome, when you're cutting grass somewhere at somebody's house, you're cutting grass for the mission. Kenton, when you're making that chicken salad, that's so good, you're making it for the mission. Are you understanding me? Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, Erica, when you're there in that insurance office with all those folks that frustrate you sometimes, you're there for the mission. <laughs> Are you understanding me? Amen. Amen. And he has empowered us. He has given, say, God has given me the ability to accomplish the mission. Amen. Say, I have been empowered by Holy Spirit to accomplish the mission. He lives in me, not a little bit, but abundantly. He lives in me. He has filled every fiber of my being for the mission. I can fulfill the mission. Woof. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. So, so we, need to, we need to keep talking about this. We need to keep teaching this until every follower of Jesus gets saturated, gets saturated with this in every fiber of our being. We are here to fulfill the mission everywhere we go. Here to fulfill the mission. I told you about, no, I haven't been here. So I told you, I'm, I get in the car in St. Louis, and the driver is from Iraq. I've never met an Iraqi Christian before. Oh, I, I've never met an Iraqi before. He was Muslim. He wasn't Christian. So immediately when he said, I said, are you, I said, where are you from? Yeah, that's my question because I, you know. When he said he was from Iraq, immediately my, I'm saying, Lord, why am I in this car with this man? That's my thought. That's my mind. Why am I here? You know. And, 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 and so I, I, I want to strike up a conversation. You know, I don't necessarily have to talk about Jesus. I just need to be Christ where I am. I need to display Christ where I am. I don't have to push Jesus. Oh, you saved? You need to get saved. No, 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 I don't need to say that. You know, yeah, I, I, can, I can plant the seed. Somebody else can get in the car. Somebody might have got in that car that night after I got out and sat in that same seat and poured water on the seed that I planted. Or it might have been the next day, but he's going to remember that he was talking to a Christian pastor of a church whose son had just gotten engaged, and he brought up that he had been married and it didn't work out, and we had a conversation about marriage and how it ought to work out. He told me he was Muslim, and I told him I was Christian. And we had a wonderful conversation and shook hands before we got out of the car with the Uber driver. Now, maybe Uber's going to bring a delivery to your house today. Maybe that Uber driver needs a word. Anyway, let me go on and preach this here. Let me finish this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we receive power to fulfill the mission, right? Yep, that's right. To, to, to advance the kingdom. That's what we have received Holy Spirit for. So that the kingdom of God can be advanced. That's what we are about. Advancing God's kingdom. Wherever we are, the kingdom has to be advanced. It has to be. Has to be. Has to be. The kingdom. Not only do we have the power to advance the kingdom, but we also have power, authority, exusia, over every work of the enemy. Because now, remember that there's tension between the powers of darkness and the body of Christ. But Jesus said, somebody say Jesus said, that he's given us power over the enemy, over all of the works of the enemy. In order to advance the kingdom of God, it's important to remember that Jesus said the gates of hell shall not prevail against his church. So if the kingdom is going to be advanced, the kingdom are going to meet gates that are closed. But those gates can't overcome us. Never think that that unsaved person you meet can't be reached. Never give up on people. Don't give up on people. Don't give up on your children. Don't give up on your grandchildren. See, that's what the devil wants you to do. The devil wants to say, oh, there's no use. There's no hope. The devil wants you to close your mouth. 
No, God wants you to change your conversation. God wants you to get a different perspective. God wants you to approach this thing from a different way. Maybe you've been fussing. You know how parents like to do with their children? They like to fuss, 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 fuss. We like to tell our children what to do. Sometimes when they get old, you can't tell them what to do. You got to come up with a different strategy. Just like you, when you got old, your mama couldn't tell you what to do. You didn't get 20 either. When you turned 15, you started bucking up. Might have been before then. Somebody said, I didn't. My mom would have knocked me down. Yeah, but in your mind. In your mind. Yeah, you were bucking. Oh, yes, you were. So the Lord wants you to, he, he wants you, okay, now, now, now the, you got to remember this. As we advance the kingdom, the gates of hell cannot overcome us. Why? Because Jesus said to his disciples in Luke 10 and 19, in Luke chapter 10, this is so critical. He had sent them out on a mission, all right? And they came back, and they said, first thing they said, they were just happy. <laughs> Lord, even the demons were subject to us. <laughs> now, that's important, though. That's very important. They went out. They came back, they went out, and they experienced the demons being subject to them. Do you hear that? Your spirit filled. Demons are subject to you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. They're subject to you. Listen, one thing we have to learn how to do more is how to war in the spirit. Yeah, and bind, loose. Cast out. Stop that devil in his tracks. You know, when I stopped and prayed just a few moments ago, I, all of a sudden I just started getting dizzy. I said, no, 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 no. Mm -mm. No, this ain't going to happen now. I got to preach this word. It ain't going to happen when I finish either. Amen. 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 So sometimes you just got to stop. And sometimes maybe you can't stop your car. But you can stop praying while you're driving. Just keep your eyes open, you know. You don't have to, you don't have to close your eyes to pray. You know, amen. And then, you know, when you're sitting in worship and the preacher's preaching kind of long, sometimes you got to tell yourself, uh-uh, mind, come back in. You got to pay attention. We know our pastor. We know he preached a long time, so uh-uh. Jesus said, listen. I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Okay. So this is no strange occurrence for demons to be subject to you. So don't get, don't get so overjoyed about this thing. Don't get so excited that demons are This is a natural occurrence. They're supposed to be subject to you. Okay. They're supposed to be. Because you're in me, and I have already overcome and defeated Satan. Then he said, then he said, I give you authority over all the powers of the devil. I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. He's given it, he's given it, say it with me, 
Say this with me. The Lord Jesus Christ has given me authority to overcome all the powers of the enemy. Say it again. The Lord Jesus Christ has given me authority over all the powers of the enemy. Say it again. The Lord Jesus Christ has given me authority over all the powers of the enemy. Nothing will harm me. It's in Jesus' name. It's by his authority. I am covered by his blood. Now, 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 when Paul says, when Paul says to Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear. He's given us the power of, of, of love. He's given us a spirit of love, of power, and of a sound mind. And sometimes I, you may ask, why do I need a sound mind? I need a sound mind because when these attacks start coming, I can, my mind got to be sound. Yeah, yeah, my mind got to be sound because I got to stay open to this word. And if I've been studying the word, somebody say, if I've been studying the word. That's why you got to study the Word. Amen? Then Holy Spirit has something in me to bring back to my remembrance. So in my sound mind. Let me tell you something. I had a dream the other night that scared me. But then I realized what it was. You got to get back to your sound mind. Y'all listening to me. Too many of us don't operate in our sound mind with the authority that the Lord has given to us. And, and you know, we've messed up with our children, with, uh, with, in our relationships. You know, marriages have messed up because we didn't operate in a sound mind. We did not take authority over the work of the enemy when he came to attack. Many times we engaged with him and we allowed him to use us in the attacks. Don't let the devil use you in the attacks. Don't let him do it. You got authority over that. You got authority over that. Whew. And then you got to think beyond you. There's a world out here that has to be reached. There's a world that has to be reached. That's what we got to think. That's why he's given us this authority. Yeah. Say, 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 say this with me. I can engage in the kingdom and kingdom advancement. Because he's given me authority to do so as I walk in his authority and in his power. Yeah, that's what he wants us, to engage in kingdom. He's empowered us for this mission of advancing. That's a worldwide mission. Some people may not understand why we pray for nations. Some people don't understand why we do missions. It's a part of God's plan. It's part of God's plan. And maybe some of you all would prefer that I stay at home more and preach to y'all, but why did, why, did God, why did God raise up ministers in here for me to stay at home? No. And then I need to get some more people. Come on, let's go. Let's go. And sometimes you can't go with me. Sometimes I'm going to send you somewhere by your, well, with the Lord, with a group. 
some places are more suited for you than other places. But you got to see yourself as a part of this worldwide mission that the Lord has given you the authority. Sometimes it's not even going overseas. Sometimes it's going next door. Lastly, lastly, lastly. We not only have the power to advance the kingdom of God and the authority to overcome all the power of the enemy, but we also have the power to demonstrate the love of Christ in the process. Somebody, somebody wrote something, sung a song or something. What does love have to do with it? <laughs> love has everything to do with it. I don't know what, uh, anyway, y'all know. Anyway, <laughs> everything, <laughs> everything. Our war is with the enemy, but our ministry is with people. Our ministry is for souls. Our war is with the enemy, but our ministry for people who have feelings, people who hurt, people who cry, people who are distressed, people who are dispossessed, people who have been rejected. Our ministry is with people. Sometimes when we're in the church, we forget that. We forget that. That our ministry is with people. People. When you look at the conflicts that go on around the world, people forget that they're dealing with people. They think about power, greed, money. Forget people. Even people who misuse other people sexually. Bishop Jakes wrote that book, PMS, Power, Money, and Sex. That's why you can't. That's why you can't misuse people to satisfy your own fleshly desires. Sometimes when we've we've tried to teach this from a perspective to help people understand, you know, people get offended because they feel like you're talking about them when you're just trying to help people see a different perspective. So young men just can't go out and, 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 and have sex indiscriminately. Sex was reserved for marriage and vice versa. And people don't understand that today. Now in the marital relationship, you're supposed to have, have gotten to know each other and you're supposed to love each other and care for each other and you're there for each other. But when you're just indiscriminate about what you're doing and, you know, you're just all over the place and you're just using people just because you can use them, whether you hide behind love or not, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. It doesn't advance the kingdom. It's about advancing the kingdom. That's not, that's not love. That's not love. He's given us... So, 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 so we have an enemy that we're fighting against, that we're warring against. All right, but we're dealing with souls. We're dealing with, with people. To win souls, to win people, we need the heart of God. We need God's heart, which is a heart of love. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him 
will not perish but have everlasting life. He did it out of love. God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He did it out of love. Love. Someone say love. We have been created to love people so we can win them for the kingdom of God. We've been created for God who is love, who demonstrates love. And the Bible says, uh, in Romans chapter 5, second part of that verse says, God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You say, how can I love? Because if you're spirit-filled, Holy Spirit is pouring out in you the love of God. There are a whole lot of things I can't do, but God in me can do it. Amen? Amen. So, so since Holy Spirit lives in us, and he is pouring out God's love in us, that's why we do what we do, and that's how we do what we do. None in our own strength, because his love is being poured out in us so that the bound, so that the oppressed, so that the depressed, so that the spiritually blind, so that the dispossessed and the rejected will be one to Christ because they can't be one continuing that same cycle of oppression and possession. They've got to be, they got to be one by love. That's what God did. That's what God did. That's what God did. That's what God did. We're not doing this then we need to examine our relationship with the Lord. Because, you know, we can resist the Holy Spirit. And we can resist him. So, so if you say, I can't, just stop resisting and yield and say, Holy Spirit, do this in me. Because I need this. And this is, this is, this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Stop resisting him we stop resisting him, he'll pour out his love in our lives. And we'll begin to love like he loves. You'll begin, you, you will even be compelled to love like he loves. And that love will push you to advance the kingdom. Uh, it's from 1 Thessalonians, I believe. Um, now, that was not anything spiritual right there. I'll just get that. The, the Bible says it is God who works in us both to will and to do his good pleasure. How does God work in us? Holy Spirit works in us. On the day of Pentecost, Holy Spirit was poured out because these disciples had a mission to fulfill. God is still doing his work today. He's still building, we still have a mission to fulfill. He's still building his church. Say with me, I have been empowered by Holy Spirit to demonstrate the love of Christ 
to everyone I meet. No exceptions. No exceptions. No exceptions. Holy Spirit has poured out the love of Christ in my heart. Not just a little bit, but abundantly. His love has not trickled down to me. He has poured out his love in me. I can love like Christ. I can love for the reasons Christ loved. I can demonstrate that love like Christ did. Through my thoughts, through my words, through my actions, because I have been empowered to do so. I'm almost done. I've been empowered to do so. And it's for the purpose of fulfilling the mission. So the day of Pentecost, the day of Pentecost came, as Jesus promised, and they were all in that upper room on one accord. They had been praying. They had taken care of fulfilling Jesus' bishopric. They They had been waiting on the Lord on one accord. And when the day arrived, suddenly there came from heaven sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled all of the room where they were sitting, all of the house. The Holy Spirit appeared unto them and lit upon them what appeared to be tongues of fire. They began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance, none of that was for them to be glorified. All of that was for God to be glorified and for his mission to be fulfilled in the earth realm. Let's make application of this. Let's make application. We've been empowered for the mission to advance this worldwide mission. There are still people who haven't heard the gospel. We've been empowered to fulfill this mission. He's given us power over all of the works of the devil. We can tread upon serpents, snakes, scorpions, those dangerous things that might, that, that might hurt us. You can tread upon those in my name, in my authority. And we do this by love, demonstrating the love of Christ. None of us are exempt None of us are exempt from fulfilling this mission. May the Lord bless you. May his face, I'm not giving you the benediction. I'm just speaking a blessing over you. Shine upon you. Give you peace as you embrace the mission. This is a challenge. We embrace the mission, saints. Embrace the mission. God wants to use you. You remember the word? The word became flesh and dwelt among us and did what? Moved into the neighborhood. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten Son of God, full of grace and truth. 
of grace and truth. Somebody needs to see Jesus in you. And they can because the Lord has empowered you to fulfill his mission. Let's stand. Oh, yeah, let's stand anyway. If you, if you listen to this message today, we've got saints standing all over the building, and as they're standing there praying for you, interceding for you right now. If you struggled in your walk with the Lord, sometimes you don't know why you've gone through what you've gone through. I pray that the Lord has spoken to you today. The Lord is bringing you to the place where you can be used in fulfilling this worldwide mission. The church has made great strides in spite of us. The Lord is bringing us to an understanding where, where he will make great strides in these last days with us as we avail ourselves to him. Be included in the process. Don't be just a church member. Be a part of fulfilling the mission of the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you're listening today, whether you're in the sanctuary or whether you're online, the Lord is speaking to you. The Lord sees you. The Lord knows you. The Lord created you for a purpose. And that purpose is fulfilling the mission. If you're not saved today, giving your life to Jesus is the first step. Or you say, Lord, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. You satisfied the righteous requirement of the law for me so that I could be accepted by God. Lord, thank you for what you did for me. I accept that sacrifice and I accept your call to me. Lord, come into my life. Save me from my sin. Forgive me. Save me. Give my life to you. That's the starting point. Maybe, you know, maybe at one point you gave your life to Jesus and you were serious when you did it, but you slipped away. You don't have to get saved all over again. Rededicate your life to the Lord. When you come to the knowledge of the truth, then do the truth. Truth will make you free. You may not understand this, but the most fulfilling life you can live is a life in God. Where you're living out the purpose for which God has created you. Now you have to experience that to really know that. So that means you need to trust. You already know what you're living now. You need to know what the Lord has for you. You need to trust the Lord. So if you're listening to me online and, and, and you've not given your life to Jesus, I want you to pray this prayer with me. If you need to rededicate your life to the Lord, and the Spirit of the Lord has touched you because, listen, Holy Spirit is always working. And he's always drawing. He, if you gave your life to Jesus at one point, he doesn't just, just cast you out and forget about you. If you're following the way, he's drawing. He's reaching you. He's trying to pull you back. But you got to listen. You got to say yes. Got to say yes. You got to yield. 
is more than just coming to church. It's making a commitment to follow Jesus. I want you to pray this prayer with me. If you're a sinner, if you've never, well, we're all the sinners. If you've never accepted Christ as Savior and Lord, pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. I heard what the preacher said. I believe that you died on the cross for me. You took my place. You satisfied the righteous requirement of God's law on my behalf. Thank you, Lord. I accept the sacrifice that you made for me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Save me and receive me as your child. I give my life to you to live my life for you. Thank you, Lord, for hearing me. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.